What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, me playoff heaps! It is here. It is here. Do you wish we had a college football playoff game this weekend? Monday? Uh, you know, I... Indifferent. I, yeah. I, I'm not mad about it. I'm good with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about Monday was the national championship game? Yeah, as opposed to two weeks, two Mondays from now, the 13th. Yeah, it kind of hit me yesterday. It's like, well, the, oh, the national championship's here. That also means it's over. That's right. <laughs> like it's, I'm fine stretching a, it out. Yeah, it's like I started thinking, that kind of sucks, guy. If you notice, like, those couple weeks between, like, the Army-Navy game until kind of the Bulls get going – you're like I miss football on Saturdays, and well, the NFL realized like we gotta we gotta come in on this real estate, but it's <laughs> and that's cool. But you know I, I like a good October morning in Saturday where I just watch shitty college football and not shitty, but I mean just random games I don't even care about. What do you think? I miss what, it. what do you think is a bigger letdown: the old Super Bowl to the next week Pro Bowl or the Rose Bowl to the Sugar Bowl? Well, what is a what what is a harder crash off a high? Because the Rose Bowl to that Sugar Bowl, when you're watching Georgia and even that game's not sold out, it's like, ugh. I know they don't care. And then it's on turf and it's inside. I was like, ugh. I know this. At the Middlecoff residence, we went movie immediately after that what game movie? ended. Or just television. You know, I just heard. I just flipped the channel off. Well, and I, I, had it on, I had it on the second TV, and I was like, I, I turned it off. I did not care. I, I, I couldn't have cared less about that game. And I've cared about a lot of random bowl games. Like, I was kind of into Indiana-Tennessee last night, but Georgia-Baylor, you're right. There's some about, maybe it was the matchup. Like, if it had been Georgia, I don't know, like Washington, or like just another, you know, a team that I maybe I care about, or Georgia-Michigan, or just who knows, maybe I'm paying attention. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. Someone texts me like, oh my God. I guess, I don't even know the quarterback's name, but I guess he got destroyed and hit his head, and he got a bad Charlie concussion. Brewer, well, he just had a bad concussion two weeks ago. In the so Big yeah, so, someone, te- game. someone text me. Or no. like, did you? Yeah, maybe. It yeah, might have been. I mean, it was late in the season, and yeah, someone's like, "Did Texas. you see the ba- the Baylor quarterback? He's dead." I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'm not watching. <laughs> not uh, watching. Two other uh, quick things. One, I watched uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on New Year's Day. Have you seen that movie? 
Yeah, we saw it in the theaters. Really liked it. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, and two, uh, there was a few moments of sweating, but uh, Alabama to cover against Michigan is the easiest money made in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think there is uh, – I don't know what Jim needs to do, but what he's doing isn't good enough. Well, like, his ta- John, his players aren't – his players yeah, aren't as good. It, it's pretty eye-opening. Not just, just his quarterback. And it's, I'm not even comparing him to Alabama. I'd compare him to Ohio State. Like, they're running circles around him. And I'd also say Wisconsin, watching them, they feel better. Yeah. I mean, they are. They kick Jim's ass. J- Jim is a little behind the eight ball. And you, he, my theory guy yeah. is – I don't think Wisconsin's cheating. I just think they're coaching them better. Uh, Ohio State clearly breaks every rule known to man. I, I think Jim is not a huge break-the-rule guy. Uh, just knowing the way he thinks, I, I, I just can't imagine him being that into it. And it does feel a little bit, you remember when uh, Nick Nolte and Blue Chips was tired of losing? And I was like, I can't do it anymore. And he finally broke down. He goes to the agent, and he's like, well, here's what you got to do for Neon Boudou, the three guys. I wonder if Jim gets to that point right now to realize, like, this sucks. Like, going 9-3 and three is miserable. And, and not just 9-3, and three, when we play the good teams, we kind of don't belong. That's That, to me, was the year five guy, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Alabama. Those three programs, when you watch those games, were just in a different kind of stratosphere. Have you heard the stat about his losses? So, uh, he has 18 losses as the head coach at Michigan, and 17 of those losses are to teams – who finished with 10-plus wins. So he's not beating any good teams. In other words, he's only beating the teams he's supposed to beat, which gets you, I mean, is is worth something, but it means every 50-50 game, you, every game you, you're not supposed to win, but you have to win to get to the next level, they don't. Yeah, I think we're at the point now going into year six that like going 9-10 doesn't do anything for him anymore. No, he's got to make yeah. a run, and I, like you said, I – these players, it's not free agency. You can't just sign a bunch of players. That, like, what are they going to do? I, I don't know. I, I think they're, they need I think a quarterback they're a little bad. trouble. KJ Costello. Um, N- no, they, they need they need to get a fucking blue chipper. Like, just find not? their Joe Burrow. Find their Tua. Find their whoever. Herbert. Find that guy, Jim. Stop getting Shea Patterson from Ole Miss. That's that just can't happen. Really quick, guy. Yeah. I, I just want to let our listeners yes. know. Yep, One thing you. I would appreciate them doing. Go to the – I know you guys all listen to Apple. Just leave a review on Apple. Leave us a review. I know a lot, some of you have in the past. We don't really talk about it that much. Just go leave a review. Just leave a review. Give as many stars as you want. I'm not, I'm not pressuring you. But just, just leave a quick review. Just yeah. a couple blurbs. Apple review. Please, thank you. Godspeed. And, and we – yeah. New year, even if you've already done a review, maybe. New year, new you, new review. New year, you, new me. Have you said that yet in 2020? Uh, no, just growth mindset, positive thinking, optimism. Those are key words that everyone uses. <laughs> just, I, I, I'm definitely uh, going to try my, one of my New Year's resolutions. Hard to quantify. Just be a better person. That's good. And I, I work on that every day. Just be be better person. That's good. And not fake better person. Like legitimately oh, just oh. a good person. So the hard. I think one. a lot. Of, I think a lot of people fake it well. And I'm just. I, I hang my hat on hate frauds. It's just be nice to people. Yeah, Stop I think sometimes hard. faking it can also just be trying to find your way to it you know the positive forcing yourself into just, a positive just, mindset just all those be, sorts of things just be kind to people well there's you know, no something of course i'm just saying yeah. if you're if you do something kind selfishly you still did something kind yeah true 
And then maybe enough of the selfish, kind stuff just makes you all of a sudden you're doing kind stuff to be kind. And you don't even yeah. you didn't realize it happened. You're just a kind I just mean being actively kind to people. And which most, which most people are. Uh, you know, I think sometimes you see Twitter and everyone hates That's just not the fact. You know, most people, I, I'm, I'm nice people. You're nice people. Just, you know, when you're having a bad day, don't take it out on other people. Uh, all right, John, let's get into it. And before we do, let's tell the people this podcast is brought to you by upstart.com slash ham. A lot going on. Resolutions like be a kind person, hit the gym, eat Tony better. Robbins podcast here. Positivity, smile at one another, hold a door open, learn a new skill. But uh, what better way to start off the new year than by tackling high-interest credit card debt? That's where our friends at upstart.com slash ham come into play. Yep, guy. Upstart goes beyond the traditional uh, credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. We all, trust me, I've been there, kind of there right now. A lot of credit card debt, all about growing. That's what happens when the economy's booming. You double down. But here's the thing. Upstart, you pay these enormous rates with credit card bills. Upstart can cut that in half. Because Upstart believes that you're more than just a credit score. They can get you a loan fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score at all. Uh, the best part is, guy, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds, listen to this, the next day, the next business day. That's hard to beat. 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards to meet their financial goals. You know, it can be the elephant in the room. You want to get that credit card debt off your back, guy. It's just, it's just carrying you in your back. You know, weighing you down. That's where upstart.com slash ham comes in. Upstart ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. Hurry to upstart.com slash ham. Find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash ham. Uh, We thought we would uh, start the podcast this time today by just getting into games. Getting into the NFC, AFC wildcard weekend games, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, so this segment, this podcast, but we're going to use the lines here, brought to you by my bookie. Dot .ag promo code ham and the numeral 1 ham and the numeral 1 they will match your first deposit up uh, 50% up to $1000 if you would like to accept the bonus you don't have to accept the bonus but mybookie.ag ham 1 guy there are also before we dive into the games you know some interesting props in terms of betting on the Super Bowl champion uh I, I think two teams that have really good value right now the Niners cuz you could argue start to finish they've been you know the best team in the league all year long and uh, you can get them at like plus 350. The Chiefs, who you could argue are the hottest team in the league right now, you can get at plus 450. So you just, I, I, I kind of like, I, I might do pull the trigger before uh, tomorrow starts, get a little uh, get a little Super Bowl future going, and maybe Niners, Chiefs. You know, you, you, this it's pretty crazy, but you can get the, uh, the New England Patriots right now. This is unheard of, 10 to 1. Now, wow. I don't love their team, but you could just say, well, the Patriots? You're going to bet against the Patriots? You might be smart to, but the 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 Ravens actually got, excuse me, I'm off. The the lines have changed. You can get now you can get the 49ers right now at plus 4 at 4 to 1. That's pretty good for a team that has to win two games to get to the Super Bowl. That is pretty good. All right, you can do that at mybookie.ig promo code ham1. All right, let's get into the games. Uh, I guess we could just start in order of yeah, games and times. Morning. Yep, I like it. ESPN ABC, 1.35 p.m. Pacific. NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Let the music blare. Bills at 10-6, and 6, John. Texans at 10-6. and 6. It is the AFC wildcard playoffs presented by Haberman and Middlecoff and my boogie. Uh, I've got this as uh, Houston favored by three. Is that what you see there? 
I got two and a half. Okay, Houston two and a half. John, give me the Texans. Is Josh Allen going to go on the road and win a playoff game? I think it's hard to say that. Yes, uh, inaccurate quarterback, road playoff games, especially a younger guy, usually bet against that player. I think I'm going to come out of left field, though, and bet on that player. Mm. Not necessarily Josh Allen, but I'm betting on Sean McDermott. If you could pick a coach right now, obviously Bill O'Brien has accomplished a little more. He's been a head coach longer. For the next five years, are you taking Sean McDermott? You taking Bill Bill O'Brien? Sean McDermott. Would you take? You would take Deshaun Watson over Josh Allen. But if I just subtracted the quarterback, the rest of the roster, would you take the Bills or the Texans? Uh, did you, well, sorry, did you say Hopkins? You're taking out? Yeah, you get, okay, you get yeah. him too. Okay, but you get all the sweet players on the Bills defense, and yeah. they got some good players on offense. You taking the Texans just because of Hopkins, and they got Laramie Tunzel. JJ Watts coming back. He's had about 17 surgeries, but yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably lean Bills. I just think the Bills are a better run operation. They have been a more consistent team. The curveball is, can their quarterback on third and seven in the in the third quarter, when it's 17 to 10, Houston, come at midfield, can he complete a pass? Or do they have to punt, and then Houston gets the ball back, scores another touchdown, and then it's a two-point game, or two-score game. That's what makes me nervous. But... I just think the Bills are better. So I'm, I'm going to take the Bills. I don't feel great about it. I just think their team is better. I don't think it's a bad pick. I, Laramie. It's, I, I do not feel good betting on Josh Allen in a playoff game. I know. I know. I don't think it's a bad – because here's what I do think about this game. What's the score going to be? I mean, the total well, is the, like – The over-under is 43 and a half. I, I would say 17 to 13, something so, like that. Either one of these teams can win that game. Like Josh Allen doesn't have to be great to win a 17 to 13 game. I'm with you. 19, 16, 17, yeah, 13. Yeah. So Josh Allen can win that game. Like honestly, if you told me, I think that score benefits the Bills more because so, I think Deshaun's capable of playing in a, you know, 31, 28 game. So if this he's, game, he's is been not, a little, he's been a little off down the stretch. I, I know. I'm just saying, like his body of work historically says he's capable of that. I think maybe maybe he's you won- would disagree, but no, he's won some big games. He won a playoff game last year. Some, no, you know. he lost. He actually lost a playoff yeah, game. Remember last year? Clemson, though. Yeah, the Colts kind of kicked his ass. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't love my uh, Texans pick there because I don't love them. I just don't really like them. So maybe Buffalo would be the pick. You kind of. If Josh Allen was just slightly better, I think most people this would be a no-brainer. Well, if you I told you Josh Allen doesn't throw a pick, I would take the Bills. I would take him too. Uh, Watson will throw some picks. Maybe. Uh, by the way, Tessator and Booger McFarlane. Oh, on the call there. Everyone, I'm a sucker for this game. I like it. I like the 130 game. You like this actual game, or you just like 130 Saturday games? I I just like the 130 Saturday. Everyone's shitting on it, and it's still not that terrible. Well, and also, it's like, you know, there's no matter how bad, it's the first of four games. So you feel pretty good about, you know, it's found. It's like that game is. It's the equivalent of Raptors-Hawks first round NBA playoffs, except 20 million people will watch this. No, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's way better. But I'm just saying that's on NFL standards. That's the way this game gets talked about. It's the throwaway playoff. Game. Right. But when you think about it, it's still got ten times. It's ten times better than most Thursday night games, and we love all of those. Twenty times, just because of what's on the line. Right. So, yeah, um, all right. Next up, John. Five fifteen Pacific on CBS. This is Jim Nance and Tony Romo. The Titans are nine and seven. The Patriots are twelve and four from Foxborough Stadium, and what do you have? New England at a five-point favorite 
coming into this game. It's going to be 56 degrees. Might be a little bit of rain. Might be a little bit of rain. Um, what do you think? This is going to sound crazy. This is a pro New England podcast. Yes, it is. They are the greatest dynasty, I think, if you factor in free agency in the history of sports. They've been doing it for 20 years, Bill and Tom. But all good things come to an end, and usually they end pretty ugly. Now, a lot of teams would die for their whatever to end in the playoffs. Like, some teams just, they die going like 5-11. and 11. But Bill's too good. They ain't going to die like that. They're going to die like this, though, I, I think. And last night... I was like, you know what? I haven't seen that much of the Miami uh, Patriot game from last week. And I flipped on the fourth quarter. The Patriots went up, I think, uh, 24-21. And they kicked the ball off with three and a half minutes to go. And Fitzpatrick let them fucking ride down the field. Devontae Parker looked like Jerry Rice. Abused. Was supposed to be their best defensive player in Stephon Gilmore. Just play after play. And Fitzpatrick looked like Brady in a must-stop drive. So everyone's like, oh, Brady shot, Brady shot. Guy, their defense, which I think ended of the season as the number one scoring defense in the NFL, could not stop Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker. I, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, you could make the argument that Fitzpatrick in a vacuum, just one game is just could be just as good as Tannehill or whatever, right? Like, he can make plays. Mm-hmm. But I, I, something's off. Now, the, the stakes are higher. Belichick's crazy. Brady's crazy just in terms of their prep and their desire to win. And, you know, I don't know. I, it just might not be good enough this year. Like, they just might not have Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers. They're just that's, – that's who they're rolling out. An Edelman that's limping around. Like, that's – one of their problems is Edelman's just not himself. They're just – they're just not themselves. And I, I think last week, which was, I wouldn't go as far as say it was a playoff game, but there was a lot on the fucking line in that game. And they could not win at home. At home. It's one of the, I, I would say that's, of the last 20 years, one of the more bizarre Patriot losses, right? Yes, given that it had that it mattered. To Miami. Who was playing those guys? I, I just, I'm taking the Titans. Not that I feel like the Titans are that great. Uh, but they've played pretty well since Ryan Tannehill took over. I think the last couple of months of the uh, of the season, a lot of their offensive metrics are up near the top of the league. Okay, the first, computer guy. But I'm just – it's just – it is what it is. Derrick Henry leads the league in rushing. I Well, that's the thing. Like, what analytics? Like, why is not people open to analytics? Like, we talk about analytics every day in football. What do you think rushing yards are? 40 times. Like, that's analytics. Stop trying to take all of our jobs, Harvard people. And, uh, yeah, I'm just taking the Titans, guy. Uh, John, I'm taking the New England Patriots. I'm applying my same logic that I did to the Niners having a close game with the Seahawks. Uh, I understand why uh, one would pick Tennessee in this game. Um, I don't think you're crazy for picking Tennessee totally. But at the end of the day, uh, Tom Brady is going to have to prove me wrong when he goes out with a whimper. Until he does that, I'm betting on him. Um given everything that just happened to them. I, I don't love betting on teams because they looked bad, and so they'll bounce back. I think if somebody looks bad, then they're then they're bad. If somebody looks and good, been, then they're they good. they lost three of the last four games. So right. It's not just the Miami game. It is a trend. Yeah. Um, and Mike Vrabel on the other side, I mean, there, aren't, there are only so many coaches equipped to at least have some understanding of Bill, and maybe he turns out to be the best – could he be the best coach off the Bill Tree when it's all said and done? I mean, we'll see what happens with Josh. 
But Flor, Flor, Flor is not doing bad in Miami. Yeah, like, Flor looks like he's got Flor, a low upside. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a renaissance here for the Bill Tree. But um, I'm taking the Patriots here um, in the face of a lot of logic. But also, I feel like I'm riding with some logic. I I don't know. Did you see Ross Tucker's tweet? I'm no. not going to use this logic. Ross Tucker uh, said, I don't know. Let's see if I can find it here. Basically said, I don't know how Tom Brady's career will end, but it's not with back-to-back losses at home to Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, and the aqua-clad Dolphins followed by Ryan Tannehill and the Teal Titans. Um, I don't subscribe. It's funny. I don't subscribe to that because it's it's just – I think they'll just be better. I think Tennessee maybe – maybe – is a little bit of fool's gold, but um, it would be. I think we all admit if they got beat by the Titans in Foxborough, it would be a pretty ugly scene, right? Just the fans, Bill being very, very bitter. We'll start with I, how I, ugly it would just have to look, right? Well, like, guy, they just don't score many points. Like they the, just the don't score many points. Tom, the interception Tom threw to make it was it nine nothing in the Dolphins game. Yeah. If that happens on a standalone playoff game, it'll look like people will be talking about like it's one of the worst throws he's ever made in his career. Yeah. Right? If it if that's how it looks, his last game, um, then that this the game itself will be nasty. So. I honestly I'm just and I'm a New England stan. I think that's what the kids are saying. I'm just rooting for them to lose. I just want to see what it looks like. I've had enough. I mean, what if I told you they're in the Super Bowl? The, the alternative is they, they actually could win the Super Bowl after yeah, this me, whole thing, after it looking as bad as it looked. I, I, I've just... maybe Even I'm you've at the timed point, out like, on them? Yeah, it's just 20 years, guy. Jesus Christ. I, let's just, I'm ready for a new little new Wow, blood. you'll be missing them when they're gone. All right. Uh, next up, John, that is Saturday on to Sunday. I think there's a uh, Gasparilla Bowl or something. Uh, there's a couple bowl games on Saturday, but... We can we can skip over those here since we're just doing NFL picks. Those there, will get a lot of viewership. Th- there is a uh, I think uh, I'm working from memory here. I think Louisiana plays Miami Ohio. You throw the records out. All right, on to Sunday, January fifth. Already January fifth. Can you believe it? Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific on Fox. This game is in New Orleans. Uh, it is Minnesota and New Orleans. This is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And uh, at the moment, I've got New Orleans as a... Uh, I, I'm I got at it at eight this you morning. You got it at eight. Okay. Yeah. Eight, eight points it is uh, from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. What do you think? Uh, Actually, you know what? Before you say what you think, are, are you going to say what you wrote in The Athletic? Because I thought you, you wrote... People should go read what you wrote in The Athletic. You, you wrote a piece about... And I don't want to get – we'll get to the Niners matchups, but you wrote a thing about this game and how the Niners should want Vikings. And you said, well, uh, if the Vikings beat the Saints, doesn't that mean that the Vikings have played – that Kirk Cousins played really well? And then you said, actually, no, that's not what it means. So well, I, I, cause I don't, I don't think they ma- – because they don't match up like that. Cousins has shown in big games he's not going to be some wild gunslinger. If I went back and looked at the stats from the Atlanta game, you remember when that kind of upset came out of nowhere? Yeah. It was like, Dan Quinn, they're 1-7, they're going to fire everybody, and then he comes out of the bowl game, and he pulled names out of a hat, and then they beat the shit out of the Saints. They ran for 145 yards, and they sacked Bree six times that game. So, that would be the formula. Now, I think it would even be higher. I think the six sacks always works, but you'd probably need 145 yards from Dalvin Cook alone, and then maybe another 40 or 50 from the backups. 
so you get close to 200 yards rushing, control the clock, you know, win a game like 24 to 21. Because they're they're not equipped to win like the 49ers did because that's not Cousins. What's his 0-9 primetime games? <laughs> is it primetime or just Monday night? I kept going back and forth. I thought it was Monday night, but then I started thinking, like, how that's many a lot Monday of Monday night? I know. Yes, he played that many Monday night games, and I don't know if he had. I think it's just prime time in general. Okay. Uh, either way, do you have any confidence that he's going to go? Because when I watch Kirk Cousins in big games this year, especially against the Packer game, he's a bad body language guy when shit goes the wrong way. So he's he's just he's not you know this podcast 2020 positivity. He's kind of a negative guy. Just his, I, I just don't like the way he carries himself. It's just kind of a negative energy. And three, he's just not talented enough. Like, he just can't carry you when shit's not there. This place is going to be going berserk. Do you see any way that, like, Cousins has a good game? Like, just like, wow, that's Kirk Cousins' playoffs. Like, slanging it. I, 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 in no world can I see that guy. Especially in that place. It'd be one thing if they were at home. But in that place... Because it avalanches fast, and they avalanche fast as an offense, New Orleans, right? Like, we saw what they did to the – if they put the Vikings in the same position they put the 49ers in, how were the Vikings going to respond to that? I don't, it's not possible. It's Because we've seen it every time he crumbles. I, I just think the only reason I would take Minnesota plus eight, it feels like everybody and their mother is betting on the Saints to kill them. That, that's the, my only logic. It's like, well, everyone just thinks they're going to suck. And they probably will. But you just usually, you know, that's in gambling, that's not the way it works. And even just when you think about a game, everyone thinks this in playoff games, like, oh, this team's going to kill them. I think a lot of times when you play a team a second time, like uh, the Niners. Let's say the Niners play the Packers in the NFC Championship game at Levi's. That line would probably be way too high. I could see it would be in between, like, seven and eight. And everyone's like, well, they kicked their – the game will just look different. They still might win, but I, I just I just expect Minnesota. I have no faith in them. But if I was going to gamble on this game, I would take the Vikings, and I just wouldn't put much money on it because I, I just think it's one of those that's too obvious. And it, you know they have some garbage time touchdowns when they're down thirty to seven, and the final scores thirty to twenty four. But it was never close. Something yeah. like that. I mean, one thing you'd say is that the nine, the thing that makes the Niners game hard as a comp is just that they lost. Marcus Davenport season ended in that game, and Sheldon Rankin's season ended in that game. Yeah, right? the, the, their, their ability to stop the run is not great. So maybe Dalvin, Dalvin's, Dalvin's a little fresh because he hasn't played for a couple weeks. Yeah, so some of the Saints kind of uh, numerics. I won't use analytics or even stats. I'll use numerics. Some of the Saints run stuffing numerics are a little misleading because Davenport and Rankins are out. So maybe well, that, but that's the, case. That, that's the case here, though, guy. Those guys are gone. That's what I'm saying. Like the numerics are misleading back. because those guys are out. So maybe you're the, saying I'm saying maybe the Vikings can run the ball against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's going to be their only chance, guy. Got to be their only chance. You better give it to Dalvin Cook. I think the Saints win. It's one of those where I bet the score, unless they just like yank Cousins. And to me, the one scary thing would, would I mean, yank them like it's forty to nothing. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. I know. God, I'm just I was just thinking yeah. about how terrible that would look. Well. The one curveball here, Zimmer's not a lock to come back. Next year's his one, you know, he's got one year left, so they could fire him. That job could come open. And I think when you look at Cousins, it's one of those where you just, when you guarantee every penny, you're just kind of stuck with that guy, right? 
Like, everyone keeps like, how can they? He's going to be their quarterback next year. And I think at that point, it would suck if he loses this game, especially if it's really ugly, where apathy would start to set in this offseason. You'd be like, well, we're just screwed. This guy's our, we got no chance, right? We got, we can't make a run. Because if, if I told you that Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson was the Vikings quarterback, I think they would be viewed as, well, one, they'd just be a lot better. They would just have one more games. They would be a threat. And they got Diggs, Thielen, and Cooks. And, and uh, I want to call him Rudolph. The, the tight end's pretty yep. good. And they drafted Irv Smith. Not terrible. And their backup running back, the kid from Boise State's not bad. I like their team. But, man, they just. Be a good job. It's him. Uh, it'd be a good job despite that, I think. You know? You could well, maybe, you, you walk into jobs with worse quarterbacks all the time. I think immediately that would be a job that, like, if you're Mike McCarthy, wouldn't you just want to go there? Oh, God. Uh, all right, John. And finally, NBC, 1.40 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. This game in Philly. PA! Uh, Collinsworth and Michaels. Nine and seven Eagles visiting the eleven and five Seahawks. Are you seeing Seattle minus one and a half? I got a two and a half the okay. last time I looked. Even better, because I'm taking the Eagles in this game, John. I'm taking the Eagles and the points at home. They've got a team made up of Mark Wahlbergs and Carson Wentz. Um but I just it's just it's just I gotta I gotta do something. I don't know. Just something. I know the Seahawks play in a ton of close games. They've looked phenomenal against the 49ers. Um, I think, I think are, guy. I think there was a stat: ten of their sixteen games, or it might have been eleven, they were down at halftime. Wow. Down at halftime. Wow. Like that's, that's a pretty crazy stat that for is a team crazy. that went twelve and four. Yeah. Well, if they're down at halftime to the Eagles, we know this: the Eagles do not have the firepower to put them away. So it will be a good finish. But I just this feels to me like a game that this, the great Seahawks game is fresh in our minds. The fact the Eagles have had to scratch and claw and fight. I don't. I can't believe the. Seahawks are an 11 and I really as good as they've looked against the Niners if I told you what's the Seahawks record I test wouldn't you say 10 and 6 at best maybe 9 eight, and 7 yeah 8 and 8 to 10 and 6 somewhere in that that's so, how they feel you know I think Wentz is gonna get I'm not saying he's winning the Super Bowl or even going to the NFC championship game but I think the football gods have put him through a lot I think they're gonna give him a little something back this this Sunday well is there two ways to look at Carson Wentz he's the hottest quarterback in the league right now four game winning streak seven touchdowns just carried them into the playoffs. Doug Peterson compared to Brett Favre. Then the counter is, well, yeah, John, who the fuck did he beat? Well, he beat the Giants twice, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. So he did benefit the worst division in football. It just the way the schedules are set now, you usually get a lot of divisional games. Like, would would the Eagles be in the playoffs, guy, if that schedule had been the Giants, Cowboys, New England, and Green Bay? Or, you know, just something like that. Right. I... I so but I don't know, I, but, you, but you beat him, you play, and he's been clutch. I, that's that's my only counter because they're one of the hottest teams in the league. They've won some big games. He's been clutch. He's been making these crazy ass plays of that throw against the Redskins, the throw against the Giants, where he's at the thirty. He threw all the way across because at first, like it doesn't look that long, and he started adding up. How far is wide is a football field? Fifty yards, fifty-two. Yeah, I think. fifty-two. So if you're at the thirty and you throw something. it to the left side of the pylon of the end zone in the front. That's 30 yards, but it's actually... I mean, that's what's that, like a 50-yard throw? I mean, it's pretty far. Yeah. And it, he made it look pretty easy. Maybe a little more, actually. Um, so, the one thing I'll say is I think the Eagles and the Seahawks are similar in that I think they play in the same game regardless of opponent. 
Oh, well, the Eagles, I mean, got their butt kicked a couple times earlier when they had some guys missing. But Not I think butt like kicked, but... Well, yeah. when was yeah, that? I feel like they're different now. Well, you, feel like you're, on, you're right. They're, they're just on... Well, they, they, they did lose to Miami the, in the first week of December. Remember that? But you could argue Miami's hot. I mean, they, Miami yeah, won five was, the last game, so that's... They lost three in a row. They lost at home to Seattle right before that Miami game, 17-9. to And that was back but when they seven, had more players. Yeah, but you're in a 17-9 to game. That's the, that's a Seattle-Philly type game. It's whoever scores the last touchdown or whatever, right? I mean, that's, that to me feels like a, a 10-9 in the middle of the fourth quarter, Seattle scores 17-9. to You know, it's that's a score where it feels a little – it's a close game because they, they beat Dallas 17-9, to and it was kind of like that. Wentz had 20 more pass attempts in that game than Russell. But Chris, how many yards did Chris Carson run for in that game? Well, Rashad Penny was 14 for 129. Well, he's got a torn ACL. Yeah. He, he did, I think, have like a 65-yard run in that game. Uh, it's Greg Ward's time, John. Yeah, Boston Scott. Uh, they got randoms. Boston or London? Boston. Okay. I'm going Eagles, too. Wow. Who would you just – is Seattle the Niners the best opponent? What do you – Is that the best game? Like, just for the hype and everything. Or the Eagles is pretty good, too, right? Or is it just hard to top Seattle? Just um, given the, I think it's hard to, hard to top, Seattle. top Seattle, and I do wonder. I think, put it this way, if the if the Eagles are rolling in to Levi's in two weeks, I don't know what what would the line on that game be. I'll take the Niners to cover it. Uh, I mean, it could be kind of high. Eight I feel nine. like it. Yeah, I feel like it'd be Niners eight and a half, right in between yeah. what you just said. So... It'd be a large line. And I don't know. I mean, they got to come all the way across the country. At least Seattle's coming back home. Seattle is not going to be. Short week because you got to play on Saturday. Yeah, that's true. That is a benefit for the Niners. I I, um, I think if you're the Niners, the first. Now, this is what John wrote about in The Athletics. So now we'll get to this part of it. Is the first team you want Minnesota? Or is well, the first can, team you want Philly? We know they're going to play one of three teams. Minnesota, Seattle, or Philadelphia. I, I chose Minnesota kind of a double whammy. That's right. One, I just I'll bet against Kirk Cousins every time, every day of the week in a big game. I just will. And two, that would mean they bounce New Orleans. So now you'd be like, well, if they bounce New Orleans, they would look pretty good. True, but I think again, I don't think they're winning that game thirty-eight to thirty-four. I think they're winning it twenty-one to seventeen with that, and that wouldn't be like, well, they're not going to be able to do that against the Niners. So I just go in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins because the other two guys, it'd be like, would you rather face, you know, I'm trying to think of a comp in basketball, just like a solid team, or would you rather face like fucking Anthony Davis or James Harden or something like that? And that's what Kirk Cousins. It's hard in a seven-game series or a one-gamer? Well, the basketball comp's not perfect, but I'm just saying like what Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was probably like LeBron James, you know, or something like that, Steph Curry. And Carson Wentz would be like an Anthony Davis, James Harden type. Where Kirk Cousins is like Mike Conley on the Utah Jazz. You're like, eh, we'll figure it out. I, I just think that when you look at Seattle and Philly, the most important player in any field is always the quarterback. Seattle has the scariest quarterback the Niners have seen since Brett Favre. And Philly just has this physical freak who's kind of coming into his own, even though it's with random players. I mean, Zach Ertz... Probably going to, I mean, might just be out for the year with his broken ribs, spleen. I saw, I was watching 
Coward and, and Eric Dickerson were like, what does Zach Ertz have? Like a broken liver or something? Like He's just fucked up. <laughs> so he wants to play. They're not letting him play. But you just... I would rather have Minnesota than Philly strictly because, one, they don't have an offensive coach. So you could say Doug Peterson could just dial some shit up. And Carson Wentz is just so dramatically better than than Kirk Cousins. Like, I, I just see Kirk Cousins shriveling. I, I see Carson Wentz maybe playing bad. But he also, if he's good, you're like, holy shit, hold on for your ass. And that's where Russell is on their own little level. So I go Minnesota easiest, Philly in the middle. I just never discount a Super Bowl winning coach and a quarterback with this type of skill. And then by far, Seattle's the toughest. They all would they all would deeply hurt if you lost. I would say that Seattle would hurt the most. Seattle's the scariest, the toughest, the Are they better than Minnesota? I mean I don't Seattle? know if they are or not, but yeah. They beat the shit out of them like three weeks ago well, on know. Monday Night Football. I know, but a, mo- a month ago. I, I'm just I know, but are they a better fo- like if you just took them separately? Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you no, can't argue, you the, can't argue. I'm not. You might be right. I no, know they're they not. Did, they, the, my, Minnesota's got better players, that's, but that's where the trump card comes in. It'd be like, well, I got the Yankees lineup, but I'm rolling out Haberman to be my starting pitcher. You're like, well, we might be in trouble. Their <laughs> their starting pitcher is Kirk Cousins. That's that's. I don't give a fuck if you got Babe Ruth, Aaron Judge, and Mike Trout. Like that's that to me is where I just can't take Minnesota seriously. Yeah, I, I'd take fucking Daniel Hunter. And Everson Griffin over Jadavion Clowney every day of the week. I'd take Eric Kendricks over just about anybody. I would take Diggs and Thielen over fucking Metcalf and Lot 100%. Dalvin Cook over Marshawn off the couch. But it's Cousins. That's It's Cousins. That, that's where I just can't take it. It's Cousins. Yep. And I think their coach is... It's harder for him to like... I think it is more difficult for defensive coaches just to impact the game in modern day football. Just with the rules, right? And he's a really good defensive coach. But it's just, how often do we see the day and age of, like, just 85 Bears a long time ago, but even some of those defenses that we used to feel in, like, the 2000s, even the Harbaugh style, like, you can score points now in 2020, regardless of who you're playing. And they're, you know, Xavier Rhodes is flawed a little now. He hasn't played that well, so their corners aren't as good as they used to be. I just don't know if, like, the defensive coach anymore – like you can have a good individual game plan, but even when you do, it feels like you still like the days of holding a good team to like seven to ten points. Is, are we going to see much of that anymore in big games? Mm-hmm. It's just hard like with it. the rules. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's uh, just difficult with the rules. No, look, you might be right. They just might have the better quarterback. What would be your ranking for who the Niners would want? Yeah, easiest to hardest. Uh, Minnesota easiest. Philadelphia again is not as well you know what i'd probably go philly i'd probably go philly minnesota uh seattle like is philly significantly less i'm not gonna say worse but less good than minnesota they might be well their talent right now that they're rolling out is pretty nuts like you said their four game winning streak is just against their division yeah, and it's and it's with a bunch of practice squatters. This like is even, in the same podcast. I mean, how would be the first to admit, like, guy, these guys that are making the plays? Wait, we just said it, Seattle's the best of the three, and the Phillies the worst of the three. And Phillies, but gonna but beat it's them? but it's but it's simply beca- it's simply because of the way they match up with the Niners and yeah. their belief. And it doesn't mean like it's not it's a one off. Well, I, and I look, and it's the Eagles. Have, Seattle has nothing to do with the Niners. If there was a draft from those three teams, who's the first player that you would take? Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, but who would be the second? Carson. Who would be the third? 
probably be like Daniel Hunter. It'd be like a defensive lineman from the Vikings. You agree on Carson? Oh, yeah. The, okay. Not even a close. I mean, it's just there's Russell. Uh, Dalvin. Then there's yeah. Then there's just an argument. Yeah. But no. I'd argue I just take a sweet def- I take Fletcher Cox or Daniel Hunter, and I'll get like Miles Sanders or you know Chris Carson like in the round three if we're doing a little fantasy style. Uh, what's going to be? But the I, best I game? think at the end of the day, wouldn't you say though the conversation is just. Is it going to be Seattle or Philly? Because I think we all agree that Minnesota's going to lose. Yeah. Yep. So it's just Philly, Seattle or Philly. I'm just ready for Se- Seattle. Yeah, I kind of am too. But I wouldn't mind Philly. I would not either. All right. Uh, John, the uh, all-pro teams got announced on Friday. I don't understand. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, we have figured out how this all-pro team got built. Marcus Peters in two different spots. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is a running back and a flex. When did um, the flex start? I, I don't know. I don't know either. But I know this. It's still a pretty exclusive team. And you had you told me the best way you're looking at it is, I'm not going to worry about the minutia. I just, are you an all-pro? Oh, you made an all-pro team. He's an all-pro. And that's as deep as you're going to get into it. And I'm going to adopt that. I think that's a good way to look at it. And, you know, like, for example, one argument was, like, Henry got more first-place votes than McCaffrey. McCaffrey got the flexes, and that's why he got on the first team. Both those guys are all pros. And I think for the Niners, they had their first-team all-pro, which is a good thing. Like, it's a no-brainer. Like, George Kittle is just a no-brainer all-pro. And Richard Sherman was second-team all-pro. And he hit a big incentive on the contract. I I would say the one shocking thing for the Niners was DeForest Buckner was second-team all-pro. I think he's one of those guys that, like, with his peers and scouts and coaches in the league, is probably more respected than with fans because he's not huge stat sexy guy, you know? He's kind of like a defensive line version of an offensive lineman where it's hard to quantify what he's doing, but he's clearly kicking some ass. Uh, that's So that's pretty impressive. I mean, they got three all pros. I don't think that's pretty good. <laughs> you can't ask for much more. Especially when two of them are basically your leaders on either side of the football, Sherman and Kittle. Yeah, two best players, two most famous guys, two best – yeah. I mean, Richard Sherman locks down the side of the defense and George Kittle. If they're going to win the Super Bowl, what would you say in the three games? George Kittle gets 25 catches, uh, averages about eight a game. Yeah, well, I mean, the Seattle game he would need, right, seven or eight or nine. You could argue it numbered more highly closer to 30. NFC title game at home against New Orleans or Green Bay. Seven yeah, or eight. Yeah, so you're right. It might be 29, 30, 31. Yeah. You know, I think of those two guys, I think one of the more interesting things this year has been that we talk, you know, Sherman is the nominee for man of the year from the team, and he talks to the team after Kyle does in the locker room, right? Like all those, all, all these leadership things. And I remember he said it when we he said it a few weeks ago, but like, don't let the fact that I'm man of the year candidate and a team leader and you know a face of this franchise uh, distract you from the fact that I've had a great year. And I think it kind of does distract does. from the fact that he's had a great year. That he, if Sherman never did, talked and was not a man of the year candidate and wasn't great with the media and didn't bring the team up after Kyle, if he didn't do any of that shit. He'd still be a he. He would still be one of the he would still be one of the biggest keys to this team's success. And I think that's he's obviously he's a total pack. He is a total package. One of the 49ers. best forty nine er free agent signings in a couple decades, right? I mean, he's right up the top of the list. 
you sign a guy, you sign a guy as a free agent, that guy becomes an All Pro. I mean, that's Justin Smith. It's probably the best free agent signing they've ever had. Like that's what this is. Because any when you sign a free agent, anyone can have them. And in his case, it wasn't like, well, they were the highest bidder, right? It was. I think a lot of teams have to be kicking themselves a little bit. Like, God, we could have gotten Richard Sherman for pretty cheap. It's not like you had to sign him to a $40 million guaranteed. You basically got him on a year-to-year contract. And yeah. rightfully so. He was coming off a major injury. Seattle was getting rid of him. I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I I did not expect an all-pro season, did you, when they signed him? No. I don't think most people did. No. You just wanted him to be like a solid starter. I think it was just like, hey, if, if uh, get some be, leadership. Yeah, like you said, if he can be a solid starter, but just be a leader. It's not going to financially, it's not going to kill them. They're at a place where they're not that good right now, so they just need some pros. Yeah. It's been a raging success. Joke was on us. Been a raging success. Like, we talked to Kyle Shanahan about it. Kittle's just one of those outliers, right? Like, fifth-round guy who becomes the best player in the league. That's (laughs) weird shit happens. It's the NFL. You need some weird shit. I mean, you can't can't draft two every year. No. You you need... And be good. You need good things to happen. So... Uh, DeFore, I mean, if there if there was another guy that you think could have been an All Pro from this team, who do you think who would it be? As someone that like didn't take notes on the All 22, 16 straight games, I would have leaned. And again, this could be media guy, a little more flashy. I would have voted for Eric Armstead over DeForest Buckner. But again, like that's where the when the coaches and players vote, that would have been my vote. Armstead over Buckner. But I'm not going to complain. Yeah. One of them deserved it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So. All pros. I'm glad there's not a game they have to play in. No, me either. Me too. (laughs) All right. Before we move on, John, let's tell the people this podcast is brought to you by Ease.com. Ease.com, baby. Easewellness.com. Promo code. Ow! Ham! Guy with friends at ease.com. Best delivery. Cannabis delivery in the biz. Sativas, indicas, you uppers, downers, pre-rolls, vapes, edibles. We, we love a good edible. Uh, sleeping age. You name it, they have it. Go to ease.com. Shop around. And if you've already used it, tell your friends. Ease.com. Promo code ham. Get yourself a little discount. Uh, on delivery, and also our friends at easewellness.com, CBD, best CBD in the business, drop shipment, so deliver it to your house, anything from easewellness.com, promo code HAM. It's really simple, really, really simple. Ease gets you uh, 21 and over, get verified online in minutes, then you start browsing, delivered like John said in hours, easewellness.com, that's your nationwide CBD, shipped to your door in two or three business days, promo code is HAM, get you 20 bucks off your first uh, delivery. If you've already used it, tell your friends. Tell your friends. We always appreciate it. Keep keep DMing us uh, all your ease takes. So we talked about it a little bit, uh, Middlecoff, the Titans game. The possibility exists, even as someone who picked the Patriots, I have to acknowledge that. There have been a lot of good, juicy Mc, uh, McDaniels rumors here in recent days. Um, we, we started a few of them in the last few months, but uh, – it does feel like shy of a Super Bowl win. I mean, is that what Brady would have to do to make you feel like he'll be back as the Patriots quarterback next year? Yeah, I'd say if they got to the Super Bowl, 
I would feel pretty confident they would figure something out if they won the AFC. Uh, I'm already leaning he's gone because I assume they're going to lose in the first couple rounds. I think if they lost in this round, I don't see how he's back. Now, I think the counter is where does he go? His options are kind of limited. You know, one thing that got thrown out there was the Colts, but the Colts, and I get it was Grigson, but they did turn him in for Deflategate, like that that owner. And, you know, I, I get that the Chargers really need him, but you're telling me he's going to go to Dean Spanos? Now, he is 43 years old. If they sign him one year, $35 million. His options are limited. I, that's that's part of it. I and Because he's at the point now, at forty, going to be 43 next year. He's not just some lock being good enough to just get rid of people, right? Like you would you would get rid of Mitch Trubisky maybe for him, but like you're not getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for him, or you're not getting rid of Deshaun Watson for him, or you're not getting rid of Are you getting rid like, of Dak Prescott just, for him? Uh nah, I don't think so. Are you? Dak Prescott's twenty five years I would old, twenty six no. years old. So I would not. Where I would say if he had been just let's say he won the MVP this year and threw forty touchdowns and he was still going to leave, I think then you would do shit like that for him. Like kind of what Peyton was with the back. You're just like, well, if we get 85% of Peyton what what he was, I'd get rid of 90% of the quarterbacks in the league. I think Brady's just not, it's just not worth the risk with his age. Now it makes a lot of sense for the Chargers. You sign Tom Brady to like a two-year, $70 million deal. And you just go in there with him, but is he, is he going to play for Dean Spanos? That's just I just Dean Spanos in the Chargers. That's I have a hard time seeing. To that. me, he's playing for Dean Spanos. If Josh Mc, if, if that's that was always my package, Josh McDaniel. But he, deal. but he's not. I guess I, I was wrong on Anthony Lynn. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I why would you go run into that if you're Brady? I mean, the, like you wrote a while ago, the Raiders would want him. Would he go play for John Gruden with a team that's not very good? I, what, what if they paid him two years, eighty million dollars? At this point, he's been taking discounts for a long time. If you're him, and you're sticking around, isn't your Would you primary take two years goal, eighty million? But isn't your primary goal to prove? Like we know, Tom's chip guy is his primary goal to prove Bill wrong. What if you get two years eighty million though? Well, Guaranteed yeah, every I mean, penny. I know. There's a every, there's a number for everybody. So I I would say the Raiders would definitely be in play. They're actually one of the ones that if they were just more they had been winning or just had won a little bit instead of being the losingest franchise beside the Browns and the Lions over the last 20 years, I think you'd feel better. You'd be like, well, that's, they got a chance. Go to Vegas, the bright lights, all the money. I just – that would feel a little bit like like Belichick ain't losing sleep if he goes to the fucking Raiders for two years, $75 million, is he? Kind of feels no. like Belichick's ready for it to be over too. I, I agree with you, but he still needs a quarterback. That's the part to me that that's the one hang up in all of this is unless Bill's walking out the door, which I don't think he is. He figured out draft a guy. He'll sign a guy. He'll take a couple years just, to reload it. I don't know. He'll just Nick Foles it. Just, that's that's the one I like. He'll. I think he'll just figure it out next year. He'll he feels like Tom's not. I'm not replacing a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm year. not replacing a guy in the peak of his powers. So I right. I could get what he's been giving me, and hell, maybe more with a little bit better athlete. Yeah. I think Bill would be fine. I think Brady's risk would be high. Like, if he went to the Raiders or the Chargers, you can say the Chargers actually got pretty good players on offense right away, right? Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. Like, they got some guys ready to roll. But their offensive line sucks, and Tom can't move. You can say the Raiders' actually offensive line is not bad, but they don't have any weapons. 
Right. Like Hunter Renfro fucking ain't Edelman. Well, they might. What What if you just tell the Raiders? If you tell Tom, we're draft. We're using both our first rounders on receivers. Or yeah, we'll draft one receiver and we'll trade one for a receiver. What? So we're gonna win every game, forty-five to forty. We'll trade for Odell. Yeah, I think they would. And, and we'll uh, draft fucking Jerry Judy. Yeah. So we got Terrell Williams, Jerry Judy, Hunter Renfro, Odell Beckham, Vegas, Tom Brady. Take the NFL to its new new era. Yes. But he ain't going to Cincinnati. He ain't going to Tampa, right? He got to me. He'd go to Chicago, L.A. I think Vegas is not out of the realm possibility because they could just do a money grab. Like they could just do a two-year, eighty million dollar deal, every penny guaranteed. I think that's pretty hard to pass up if you're Tom. If your options are kind of shitty, right? If you are gonna leave. But also, like, what happens if he goes, okay, if you hit free agency and you're Tom Brady, you go, okay, Tom and, and Robert, well, Robert's, like, wants to keep him. But he goes, Bill, I have an offer. Two years, $80 million. <laughs> Do you think, well, let's just say, let's even go lower, $70 million. Pure guaranteed, 35 a year for Tom Brady for the Raiders. You think Bill Belichick would match that fucking contract in 2020? I see, if no. it was up to him, no chance. I don't think None. he wants the. I don't think. I'd be surprised if Belichick has a value that make. If this is about value, value. I don't think it's about value for Bill. I don't think it's about what could I get Tom for. I think it's about can I win the Super Bowl with the quarterback I have, and the team that's around it. I don't think it's about money. I don't think like if you told Bill he could get him for ten million dollars a year, but he had to be the starting quarterback. I would he want to do that? Well, that's where. What if the Crafts force it on him? We are not letting Tommy go. Well, then, John, yeah. and then Bill goes, "It's him or me." I know what they should do. Well, well the first question be like, "Well, how Bill? many years do you want to keep going, Bill? Two more years or six? Because if it's six, okay, we'll pick you." I think they would rather have Tom. I Just would rather. Have, yeah, I would. Well, I understand, but you're right. Jerry I, Jones would go. Whoa! What would oh that would be a hell of a Belichick? dynamic? How do you think Bill would feel about Jerry's post game press conferences? If I told you that Belichick was the coach of the Cowboys next year, would they be the favorites in the NFC? Yeah. <laughs> would you do that? You think we get a lot of Cowboys talk now? How much would they be talked about if Belichick did a him or me? They chose Brady. They released Belichick from his contract. Jerry Jones signed him to a five year, hundred million dollar deal, twenty a year or something for Bill. Like, would they be the favorites in the NFC? They, so many people would gamble on them; it would be outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my that would be my dream scenario. Tom stays, Josh McDaniels, Bill goes to goes to uh, Dallas. You'd be like for the eighth straight week, Buck and Aikman have the Cowboys on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> what would the Unless stretch be of Ohio State Cowboy games on Fox? Oh uh, yeah, especially if Ohio State's like. <laughs> The number, they might be the number one team in the nation coming in the next year. Well, they're going to be – how are they not going to be really high, right? Well, I guess – yeah. I mean, well, they're going to be one, two, or three. I mean, Clemson could be if Tua comes back and is healthy, maybe Alabama. But Ohio State might be number one in the country next year. Fields coming back. Oregon be a top ten team? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they gotta, they're going to have a new quarterback. They don't have an OC yet. You could pick Cal to win the North. We can get into that. But, uh, yeah, man, I – I don't think we're like I told you. I don't think we're watching Brady's last game just because I think they beat the Titans. But I do think we're watching Brady's last playoff stand as a Patriot. 
I think you're going to see a couple signs there if it's like they're losing by 10 in the fourth quarter and it's clear they're going to lose with some thank you, Toms. Yeah. I think there's going to be prepared a little bit. Thank you, Tommy. He's had a hell of a run, guy. It's it, it's it's an unprecedented run, and it's a a borderline lock to never be duplicated. Like this is this is a one off, right? The Belichick Tom, twenty years, the two of them. It's never happening again. What would you say the likelihood of a ten year run happens? I guess it happened with Tomlin. Like, do Doug and Carson have ten years in them? In Philly. They're already in year three. Kind of, I mean. Or they're year four. Yeah. <laughs> but that's G- what it Jimmy took. And, Jimmy and Kyle? What are they in? Year three, kind of. Kind of. But I think they've like, got that's a the shot. Thing with Tom, that's the thing with Tom and Bill. They play every game. It's it gets it, There's no kindness with them. He just played all the games. Except for one year, yeah. So I, I, I hope he could go somewhere else. I'm just ready. I'm ready for change, guy. Um, look, I mean, I, I, Steve Young said it, he always kind of, not always kind of regret it. I don't know. But the fact that Jerry Rice went off and played for other teams, it didn't besmirch his legacy. I got no issue with, I got no issue with athletes who want to keep going, keep going, keep going until the game retires you. If that's what you want to do, fine. Yeah. You got your whole life to do podcasts. I did have a, I did have, if I was Tom, would you ask when you're like talking to six other teams? Would you be like, I need you to send me a full uniform just so I can put it on and walk around and just kind of look at myself in it and just go, all right, do I see myself in silver and black? You know, Listen, run around you, the backyard. You you don't ever remember Jordan with the Wizards or Willie Mays with the Mets. Not that Any, But even if you that. do, it's like it doesn't change yeah, it, it anything. Doesn't. That, that's why my recommendation to Tom, no matter how rich he is, Tom, this is, you are coming down the home stretch. I would go full money grab. If the team is just semi-capable. If the Raiders offer you 80 fucking million dollars a two-year contract, just take the fucking money. And just, you want, you know, it'll just, you'll have so much goddamn money, but I, I would go full money grab. I, I would, I would say full I don't, money grab. I, I just, if you have an ounce of competitiveness in your body. Now, you could argue, well, what if you looked at it and said, hey, you know. Well, that's the way he's looking at it, guy. I know, but, they don't, but John, they need receivers and they need players on defense. They need everything. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're one side of the football away. Eighty million. Well, I know. I'm just saying. I don't. If you told me eighty million, but you're going to go five and eleven, ugh. Well, they went. They went seven and nine with Carr. That's true. That's true. So that wouldn't be a straight money grab. He'd talk himself into maybe competing. Yeah, new stadium. They got a couple first round picks. Look at me, Raider Homer. <laughs> Opening day credential again. Again, I, it, it would cost the Raiders more. That's why if I'm Tom, money grab. Like I'm not coming to you for two sixty, two eighty, every penny guaranteed, and we'll call it a fucking deal. And you'd use one of those picks on getting me Mike Evans or Odell Beckham. I, I mean, I'm dictating the terms, guy. That's the thing. If you're Tom, you bend them over the barrel, raw dog. That's what like with the Bears or the Chargers, they're a little more well equipped. You mean equipped. like Gruden did? Exactly. Gruden could actually give you advice. Just Gruden be like, how dare you? Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> Why are you playing hardball? Take one for the team. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, we had the Herbert Rose Bowl. We've got a Tua hip. I don't know. A Tua's got an announcement coming out Monday. All the people that cover Alabama. How many announcements Peter- do they guys make? 
Well, you see, like, Dylan, Dylan Moses, Moses two. had like three, and his he's dad got a third, He's got to have a third one coming. Jesus. Uh, Sounds like he's coming back, though. Is that the latest as of Friday? Yeah, I think he tweeted again today he's coming back. I, I can't even follow. But um, nonetheless, I, it feels like two is coming back. I mean, that's just – I saw Peter Burns tweet that. A few of the people – I saw uh, – what's his name? Um, Greg McElroy said he thinks two is coming back. So these are not people like McElroy's not a guy just take McElroy lives in Tuscaloosa, I think. He's not just taking blind stabs. Um so if that Smart happens. Smart move, like, hey Greg, where do you want to move? Well, I won a national championship with Alabama. I'm gonna fucking stay in Tuscaloosa the rest of my life. <laughs> and when I go to dinners, you know what happens with me and my wife? The check never comes. I just leave. <laughs> Smart move by Greg. Yeah. So uh, not a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. If two is, I mean, it's it's Burrow, and then it's Herbert, and then it's then it's nobody. I mean, Eason, no one you Jordan can trust. Love, yeah, to me, those know, guys combination are not, of guys. Those guys are not first rounders in my world. Uh, I think there's two things to. I think Herbert set in stone, even though it probably already was. The guy's going in the top five, and really, I think the top three. I think he's going to be the third overall pick. Joe Burrow goes one. Chase Young goes two to the Del Rio Rivera combo. And in some whether the Lions take him, whether they trade the pick back, he is going number three. If Tua was fully healthy, that I think that would be Tua. And maybe there would be uh, still an argument like, are we sure Joe Burrow's that much better than Tua? Like that that would still be a conversation, but in some order those two guys would go. But if he comes back, which that's a whole separate conversation, is that a smart move? You know, we've talked about it financially. Like, what is really to be gained by him to come back beside money, which if he's assuming he's going to go, like, pick 20 right now with a bad hip, where he would, if he was fully healthy, go top one or two, that is a substantial amount of money. The curveball in this all is, like, Tua, what, why would you believe when you've been banged up every year you've been starting? Ankle injuries, both ankle injuries, and then your hip dislocated. That if you do rehab or fully healthy play next year, that you can then make it out healthy. Like, that's a pretty big risk in itself, is it not? Right. I think that risk outweighs the risk of, like, what he could benefit from. I would just go. Unless you're being told by everyone, they got it red flagged, you're going to go in, like, the third round. Right. Like, fuck you. But I I do not feel like he's being told that. And I, I the medical thing is the is the great unknown if he comes back, that's pretty wild, man. You know, it's one thing like when Luck went back, he was a sophomore. Mariota, Richard sophomore, right? They were younger, and they were healthy, and it was like they, they still wanted to accomplish more. Like, there's nothing really left for Tua to accomplish. It's strictly because of the injury, which it feels like people I've talked to, that like he would still go really high even with the injury. It's, I mean, the question is with it would the be injury one of the wi- It would be is- one of the wildest returns ever, would it not? Of a guy going well, back the, to school. Well, here's here's what's interesting, right? Does it make sense for you to return if you're not going to play? And just rehab? Right. Not no. really. So well, if, to if me, if he be, returns, I think he's playing. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if you're healthy enough to come back and play, then aren't you healthy enough to get drafted? And couldn't you, couldn't you convince a team if he's healthy enough, he's going to be ready for the season to still go in like the top ten? Absolutely. It, to me, it's as simple as what do the doctor. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not stating anything. Is, is new there here, a chance he just Nick's like, let's just get all the GMs on the phone and just using it to gain a little information? 
for him? Because I don't. I think Nick has a pretty good history of not trying to fuck over guys. Right? Their guys leave all the time, and when they're ready to go, maybe they're just trying to accumulate more information. Well, just but I think by now. Medicals. But now, I mean, if you've said a Monday announcement, then I think you know. Yeah, but you? maybe you just need a little more time to like talk with some people and just finalize your decision. Because like during the bowl prep, Nick's got other shit going on with the recruiting. Like maybe he can just help you out, get every GM on the phone, and just t- have Tua and his dad in his office. Again, I'm I'm giving Nick the benefit of the doubt of being like a good guy, but he he does that stuff. So maybe they're just you don't want to make an emo- you just want to have all the information if you're Tua and his family and his financial advisors or whatever, right? Right. You just want the more information you can accumulate whenever you're making any sort of decision. There's a reason most people don't get married. Holly Saunders, David, but, uh, Vegas Dave, after three weeks. You'd like to date for you know a year, two years, accumulate information about each other, and then same with business partnership. You don't just get into a partnership with the first guy you meet. Yeah, but, but, you just, but, you just need but John, all, all that's long good. How would the NFL teams have the right information? Like, how do they have time to give him an honest feedback of his medical situation? I don't understand that. Like how are there all their doctors looking at this stuff by month? Well, maybe you just maybe you have some of the NFL trainers talk. To, yeah, I don't know. You're right. It's I, I don't know the exact. I'd have to do some digging on how. This I just is mean going you're, there is going to be a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there of is some risk. unknown for sure. Yeah, there's. Um, but you're right. You probably can get a few NFL doctors who have been around recommending guys for the combine. What, what if his thought press is this? I'm going to be out for the entire season next year. So at least next year when I enter the draft, I'll have no more tread on my tires, but I'll be fully rehabbed. So I'll be and able to come do in. combine and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so then Trevor Lawrence goes one, I just go two. And my, my medical bill of health is absolutely clean. Instead and my of, previous tape speaks for itself. Instead of coming out now. Yep, that's legit. Going potentially 16. Now you could argue sometimes that's better. But yeah, I... I, I fall under the category is I don't think this is black and white for Tua. Everyone's like, he should go or he should return. Or, I, I do think this is a complicated situation. And I, I can't imagine being 21 years old and trying to make this type of situation. This is where you do need Nick to help you out a little bit. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think Nick's going to fuck him. You just need to talk with him and figure this out. Like Nick knows. Look at how much money his players have made over the last decade. Now, does Nick benefit if he can play and he comes back? 100%. But Nick knew that coming into this season, before his hip ever broke, Nick knew this was his, Tua's last year, right? It's not like Nick ever planned out, like, we're going to get Tua back for a senior year. He thought he was gone. So, right. in theory, that program has been planning for his replacement. Again, in theory. And in reality, it's just hard to replace a Tua in college. Like, there's a reason, like, once Luck leaves, there's usually a drop-off. Or once, who, like, once who's going to be LSU's quarterback next year? Who's going to be so-and-so? It's just hard to replace good quarterbacks. And sometimes you think you have an, you have a uh, an upgrade, and you don't. Like, would you think if you asked Chris Peterson, yes, who would you rather play with, Jake Browning or Jacob Eason, who would you say? Browning. And who would you say when they were like in OTAs, they'd probably be like, God, we can do a lot more stuff with this guy, right? You always or think Or the year way. before when he was the red shirt you know, scout team or whatever quarterback. How often were they just sitting in their office with their feet on the, like, oh my God, we can, we're going to run. And then it just doesn't work. And that's, it's definitely football because unlike basketball or baseball, you get to see live reps. You're like, well, just, you see what he's doing in the G League or hell, we'll bring him up, see what he's got. In football, if a guy's got a red short 
or a practice squad, it just if you're not planning games, you're just basing it off practice. And I'm as guilty as anyone. I can get fake excited off practice, or I did back in the day, and and was humbled every time, most of the time. But I heard Chris Long was on with Rosillo. He's like, I don't want to sound like some know-it-all, but you talk to people or being at practice, like you knew Greg Ward had something, or you knew Boston Scott like had some shit to him. But you never knew he was going to be this good. It's also hard at football practice, right? In 2019, you're not it's, practice is doesn't even look like a game because you're not tackling or anything. So you're like, ah, what do you made that guy miss? I think so. <laughs> you know, right. that's the other thing. Like I I know when I see a guy dunk on someone. Also, what do you made that catch over the middle? Like there was this thing that went viral. Would he hung in the pocket. Yeah, like Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. finally played last night and had like 24 points, and he did a couple things. That I would imagine they've been like, I'm telling you, this guy's gotten practice. Like a reverse layup, a sweet dunk, and like a fadeaway. You're like, well, that looks like something. And that's in an NBA game. So now it's like, okay, we saw it in practice. Now we're seeing it in the game. We got something. But you just never know. And in college, it's hard, too, because everyone hypes up these spring, like spring events. So, like, the Jacob Eason looks sweet in the spring game? You're like, oh, my God, I'm telling you. I don't, I don't think – they don't even do a spring game. See, that's – yeah. It's just, it's just tough. But it's all good for Herbert. Like Herbert, if, it, yeah, if, it if Josh Allen can go seven, the the two the to me the Tua injury changed Herbert's career. Now he still would have gone high, but I think he's a borderline lock to be the second quarterback. Right? The pro, yeah. But the thing is, like, would his career have been better off if he had gone to the Colts at wherever they're drafting fourteen? Well, I think you he, could always make the you could always make the argument like if you're going to bust, aren't you always probably going to bust? And but what you if, might as well, well just get as much money as possible. I don't know. Maybe. How many guys fail? How many guys in the NFL failed because they were they got screwed? There were high picks. Yeah, I but I mean, like if Aaron Rodgers had started as a Browns quarterback right away, would he be Aaron Rodgers? Maybe he would be. I don't know, but I I I, know I, I, I tend be. to I, I tend to lean of the of the the cream will rise. Process. Yeah, just now it might not have been as smooth, but I I think he would have found a way. Because you go, he went to Cal when he was at a fucking JC and was sweet, right? I, I just think that's my belief. Cream just rises. But what if the time you spent, it's like it's not like he was just sitting there being the same guy. Like he developed, well, he the, took the, time. The, well, the good thing is, like, yeah, I, I'm a believer. Like you can create bad habits when you're in bad situations, but you can also break those when you're relatively young. You know, it's one thing to have those habits up until like your mid 30s. To me, if well, if you are a bust, whatever, and you came out at 21 years old and you're released by 24, 25, like you, you're still pretty young and you still got a lot to go for. Like in basketball, I think it's somewhat hard to overcome because there's like a mindset of like, I deserve shots. I deserve this. And I think that's hard to shake. Where in football, it's more just like fundamental stuff. It might be who teaches you what to look for in film. But it's not like when the game starts... You just play, like, there's no, you can't play for yourself, right? You just play for the offense. I mean, you kind of can, but that will definitely wipe you out. If you're like, well, I'm just going to do my own thing. Well, then you'll wash out of the league. When basketball, it's like, I'm just, I'm taking shots. When football, you can't just throw it when it's supposed to be a run. You know, there is some structure to everything. Or like baseball, it's like, I'm always going to swing. I think in football, your bad habits... Like, you have to conform a little bit just the nature of the sport, especially a quarterback. Now, there are maturity stuff, like, can Baker ever shake it? Who knows? 
Like, would Baker have been still kind of immature if he had gone to the Chargers or just another organization? I think so. Like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> At this no, point, probably. you know, maybe it changes over time. But but you could also argue, like, he's still young enough to let it hit. But when you're immature, I would say the one thing that exposes you the fastest, if you're an asshole slash bad loser slash front runner, it's impossible to hide in football when you lose and you're the quarterback. Like, your true colors kind of come out. It's like, whoa. Ugh. Start screaming at people. and You know, I, I think the Brady and the Rodgers and the Rivers, those guys are just, they're just more mature. It's weird because Baker got married this year. You'd think he'd be a little more balanced, but he's just angry. I think sometimes when you're a little guy, you're just kind of angry. Maybe, yep. <laughs> Could be. Could very well be. Uh, you want to hit a few headlines? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a cool curveball that I did not see coming. Made me, I just forgot about the guy. Cal hired Bill Musgrave to be their offensive coordinator. I think it's John. I think you could legitimately, they might be the best value. I was talking to Jeff Schwartz about this because I said, could you pick them to win the North next year? And he's like, well, at minimum, you would say they might be just the best value as a gambling pick on a future just because Washington's going to have a new quarterback and a new coach. Oregon's going to have a new quarterback. Uh, and a new coordinator. Cal really has the only returning. Oregon doesn't have an OC, right? They do not, not as they're recording this podcast. Davis Mills is back at Stanford's, but Cal really has the, I mean, I guess Mills and Garbers both were hurt this year. But Gar- you could put it this way, maybe Cal is the best returning quarterback in the North. There's only two of them. You know their defense is going to be really good, even though they lose one of the greatest tacklers in the history of the sport. But their defense will be good. I, I mean, Musgrave, man. Raiders I, I, offense way, when he left was well they were kicking ass and taking names remember just how explosive they were how multiple they were how good they were at running the football I mean they just how well they spread the football around uh I the way I look at the Pac-12 going into 2020 I think Oregon's the heavy favorite I don't I don't care they don't have an OC or this new quarterback I've heard the hype now granted like Tua you always think you have the hype and then the guy comes in and he's not as good as Herbert that's Well and they're also talking about this guy from Wake Forest as a grad transfer potentially I always hate that so it's like I I, everyone's been telling me you love the guy why would you just go with the guy why right. why are you even so, interested But I don't know we'll transfer? see We will see So I but I say Oregon's earned it right they're the favorites and then I think there are just two wild card teams that could easily be the next two best teams in the conference would be Arizona State and Cal Right, you would just say they're trending in the right direction. Both those two programs, definitely. So yeah, I mean it's just cool for Musgrave, kind of sexy name, kind of famous name. I mean that's just whoa. Clearly, the guy likes living in this area. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be some huge recruiter, but they they got a really good staff, young staff doing that anyway. So I mean, if you're Bill Musgrave, you want to recruit? Well, who's I? Who, I've just coached NFL players. That actually kind of helps. Yeah, I've just worked in the NFL for twenty years. You ever heard of it? National Football League? They play on Sundays. Adrian Peterson, MVP, I was the offensive coordinator. Matt Ryan coached him. Derek Carr's MVP season, I coached him. He does have a lot of just pelts on the wall of just coaching a lot of famous players, which you know their staff a little better than me, but it feels like Jared Alexander, DeRuder, Will Co- they got just a lot of college guys. It does add like a little unique flair to them. Like we got an NFL guy in here too. Especially never- if he brings – maybe he brings an NFL guy with him. Like on his staff? Well, yeah, like you think Musgrave has a guy. You think Bo's taking a bunch of guys? Probably his California uh, doesn't really pay. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to take a huge pay cut. Like if you're if you're the running back coach at Cal, you make like two hundred twenty grand at, at Cal Poly. It pays like seventy five. So you wouldn't leave to go with him. Now, would you be his offensive coordinator for a little pay cut? 
I just don't think you do that. You just stay at the Pac-12. Right. That's hard, you know? It'd be one thing if he had got, like, the Fresno State job or something like, you know, like a, a non-Power 5 job or Reno where it's like, oh, I'll go be the OC at Reno with him if you're the running back coach. But I don't think – at Cal Poly, you just – he doesn't have the money to pay these guys. Yeah. So, I don't no, know. I'm with you. I, lo- I love that. I, I, when you texted me that that was going on, I – um. I was actually a little shocked. Like I didn't I don't now he wasn't working in football last year. So maybe it didn't take like you didn't have to hire him away from somewhere, you know? Um but still my first reaction was like, "Whoa, they're paying a guy that is a legitimate NFL offensive coordinator, not a guy who's just an NFL OC just cuz he got the job and so someone gave him another job." Like we watched legit, him. Legit legit OC. Team was yeah. much better when he was the OC than when he wasn't. They got worse when he left. So best offensive I, year of the last decade for the Raiders by far him. And it and it looked the part too. Even that first year when they went seven to nine, remember? I was like, God, they got some fucking resurrected Crabtree's career, made a Mario star. Had Richard and Washington looking good. I, I like Bill Musgrave. Good hire. Uh so they lose Travion Beck, uh Jalen Hawkins, these are their DBs. Um, How many people you think listening know who these guys okay, are? Okay, you know, I'll stop. I'll stop. But I'm just looking like yeah. a couple of them are juniors. One of them actually is Cam Bynum's a redshirt junior. I don't – maybe he's – I don't know if he's announced yet, if he's coming back. I thought they had one guy that was underclassman that could have gone like in the top 50 picks that might be coming out, but I, I don't know that for sure. But again, like that – to me, their culture, like their defense will keep – Ashton Davis guys. was hurt. They, they, they needed an offensive guy, and they got him. So that's props to Wilcox. I, Wilcox gets just like cerebral. He's a pretty high-level guy. Cal's lucky that he's kind of their perfect fit and doesn't really want to leave because if he had a little more juice to him, like just a little P.J. Fleckish or something, like to me he'd be like the hottest coaching candidate in the country, wouldn't he? Young, proven that he can win. I just don't think he thinks like he's just he's just an intellect. He probably yeah, like, I, I don't think they've had culture. a year yet. Like they need Garbers healthy where they really put it all together. Like I think they kind of thought this year would be that year and then Garbers got hurt. I'd say this though, eight and five for Cal is a good year. Oh, John. I mean, they, they, yeah. I mean, historically, uh, totally. I just mean if you're saying like hottest coaching candidate in the country, usually that. Yeah, you're saying like ten or eleven wins. Yeah, which and and a huge upset, which I think they can do. Like they've proven they can upset teams that they've proven repeatedly they can beat teams that should beat them on the road. So yeah, I'm all in on him. Uh, How about the Ron Rivera? Ron Rivera in Washington. You know what? Snap judgment. Best fit Dan Snyder's ever had yeah, to work there. for Dan Snyder. It's just, can you win with the guy? We're going to find out because I don't, I don't know if you can. Uh, I know I saw da- I read David, David, uh, Dan Snyder owning oh, okay. the team. Yeah. I, Cause I saw Dan, uh, David Aldridge wrote an article like basically saying, listen, you couldn't have sat in that room and not been like, this guy's legitimate head coach. And then he went, I thought, most people in this area thought the same thing. And he read the quotes from Marty Schottenheimer, Mike Shanahan, Gibbs, the second go-round. They all read the same. Like, I believe what Dan Snyder's telling me. This is the time. It was like, this is the partnership that's going to work. And he's like, you buy it because these established guys, you go, well, Mike Shanahan's not just blowing smoke up everyone's ass. Or Marty Schottenheimer or Ron Rivera. Because they do believe it. I think he convinces them. And then he just... He meddles at like, is Jerry meddling that much, or does he just talk a lot? Well, I he's think Dan the, Snyder. Yeah, is I don't know. It's telling, hard to know. I think Dan Snyder is telling people to run like curl routes, where I don't. Jerry's Come not on. doing that. 
Yes, guy. They, the guys have insinuated Curl that routes. multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> go routes, plays, what players to play. Curls? Yes, guy. Curls, slants, and sluggos, Ugh. and nakeds and nudes. <laughs> Deep outs. That's insane. I, yeah, that's insane. The, the thing well, there, was, there, was a, there was a quote from Dwayne Haskins, I think, like two weeks ago on a Friday. Like, you got hurt in the game and you wanted to come back in, or maybe it was after a game. And he's like, I wanted to go back in, but Dan Snyder told me not to. You just don't see that from players very often, you know? No, you don't. So I, I, I do think he is – he's a special kind of nut job owner, you know? It's weird because it's like unlimited money, fucking sweet-ass market. I've been to D.C. one time in my life, and it was badass. Clearly, they, they want to love football. We've seen how, like, when the Nationals get good, like, they support their teams – the, the division's badass. I, I get it. And I understand where Ron Rivera looked at it like the Washington Redskins. I have unlimited resources. I got a sweet pick. They'll give me unlimited money to hire coaches. I, I, I completely understand it. Like, I, I don't understand why people keep going, I can't believe Ron Rivera would do this. You can't. Do you not follow football coaches the way they think? Like, this is, it's actually, if his owner was Paul Allen, you go on, they actually got a bunch of pieces. They have the number two pick, which means they have the number two pick in every round. They have a young quarterback, which you can just work with. It's not like the young quarterback was like, you know, he wasn't very. He did the one year at Ohio State, he kicked ass. Now I'm not a huge fan, but there is it's something there. They have that young wide receiver in the third round from Ohio State. They have Darius guys. Like they do, just have some pieces, guy. Yeah, isn't Ron Rivera and Jack like high enough level guys to be like, hey Trent, Trent Williams, that is like, come talk to us. Bruce Allen's gone. We want you to be the left tackle here. Like, they are, I don't know if they can. I think it's got to be the plan. That's why they fired the trainer. I mean, it's got to be yeah. the plan. Wouldn't you say those guys are the two, like, especially Ron, are just the type of guys that could have a legitimate conversation with Trent Williams yep. and, and attempt to convince him? Yep. Like, listen, those guys are slappies. We got your back, dog. Let's fucking go to war. Redskins sleeper NFC East champion next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, depends who the Cowboys coach is. That's true. Belichick. Uh, then no. Um, by the way, speaking of them, they have the second pick in the draft. Chase Young's going pro. No shocker. Everyone seems to think John that he's better than Nick Bosa. There is not a chance in hell I would trade that pick. If this guy is Nick Bosa, if Nick Bosa's his floor, there's not a chance in hell I would trade that pick. If I'm Washington, you could not. Could I give you enough to get you to trade? Unless I'm going back from two to three. Unless I'm no specifically someone's coming up to take a quarterback, and I and it's the Solomon Thomas Mitchell Trubisky. There is not a chance in hell if that's who that is. I just watched Nick Bosa. You could not. There is not, the Niners. I don't care if they had two more first rounders in this draft. I would. I'd rather have Nick Bosa. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only kicker would be unless you wanted a quarterback. Unless you yes, quarterback. unless you wanted a quarterback. Like, what if Tua comes out and you convince yourself Tua's going to be healthy, you take that's Tua? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying I'm not trading yeah. it for picks because, oh, I'll stack up value and give my – all you're ever trying to do is find that guy. Yeah. Well, D Podesta is big on, like, value, value, value. It's like, well, Paul, you need a fucking quarterback. But like yeah, you I'm told me you. before the pot, I mean, who knows that better than Jack and Ron know how much a defensive game changer. Yeah. They've been around Khalil Mack, Luke Keekley, where they think, I-, I wouldn't trade that guy for the world. Ron Rivera and Luke Keekley look at each other like lovers. The way Luke just looks at Ron, like, and he wrote a long thing about him, and Jack clearly loved Khalil. Those two guys, and it helps being linebackers from the 80s, 
what do you think they like more than anything? A badass defensive player. <laughs> you know, that's they, they have they have football wet dreams over badass defensive players. Like they, they don't dream about quarterbacks. They understand the value of it, but they love the defensive guy. Like it was clear if Jack Del Rio had not been fired, Khalil Mack would have been on the team still, right? Jack Del Rio is not trading Khalil Mack. Yeah, no. So I, I give Ron. I'm at, I, I'm rooting for Ron. I mean, who's not? He just seems like a pretty high level good guy. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, made, how many made a lot of money, bro? Made a lot of money. Well, well my one thought on the J, all the Jason Garrett meetings, they've had three now as of the recording of this podcast. Jerry's not in a rush. Like what? Jerry's not in a rush. Well, what is care. the what is the rush? To Do you think they just Craig get together Roman? and drink whiskey? What if that? What if it came out the meetings are actually they just get drunk? They're just enjoying you know, their last days together as head coach. You know, and owner. J, you know Jason's brothers like their assistant GM. I, no, I, I didn't know I, that. I, I, I do think it's a little more complicated than even like cowboy people realize. Everyone just wants blood so fast. I, I give you credit for sticking with the guy in the sense of not you can't keep him as your coach, but just you don't have to do it like everybody else. You don't have to treat the guy like Jay Gruden or like you know Pat Shermer. Like you like the human. Like it means something to you. You know this is another 2020 life lesson here, guy, and uh, and just New Year's resolution. Just. Treat people better. Like, Jerry's just doing kind of a classy thing. He easily could have fired him and appeased his fans. He's not going to be the back. You can just end it a little easier. It's not like Jason is in the dark. Like, Jason doesn't know what's going on. Like, what's Jason going to do with his family? Jason feels hung out to dry. You know, there's not like that shit's being reported. Just let them be high-level people. Because you know what Jerry is? Pretty high-level guy, right? Just in his dealings with people. And especially people he cares about. If you had to rank like who Jerry cares about the most, you go Steven. He likes Steven more than his wife. Uh, you'd probably put two, I'd assume, Jerry's wife. You might put Jason above some of those other random kids like Jerry Jr. And uh, I don't know. He's got, I think, Scarlett Jones is her name. I think he likes her too. You may put her above Jason. But I, it feels like Jason's pretty high up there. Witten? Do you know that I put Witten high? You love Romo. Uh, I can see Aikman like kind of piss him off sometimes. God damn it, Troy! You you tell the company. I, I, Emmett, I made he you. respects that Emmett did the holdout. I, I made you. Uh, I I did hear. I just lost my train of thought. I heard something good on Jerry, but oh, do you know? Do you remember when Jason Garrett was like the hottest coaching candidate in America mm-hmm. like ten years ago, and the Ravens offered him the job, and. Jerry paid Jason to be the offensive coordinator. Maybe it was the Miami Dolphins. It might have been the Miami Dolphins. I think it was. Jason Garrett was making $5 million, and at the time, Wade Phillips was the head coach, making four. He was paid more than Wade Phillips. I had forgotten this, and I someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. And I remember being kind of crazy, like, God, Jerry is nuts. But, like, he had to, in fairness, Jason's like, I'm going to turn down the head coach, but they are offering me $5 million a year. And Wade was making like three and a half. That's that will never happen again, right? Unless you're like Steve Bushotti, you know John makes a lot, but I mean, play would you Greg, pay Greg, Greg Roman, Roman like, more? If no, but would you, Hart- would you pay him like five and a half if the Browns were offering him like four and a half? You'd be like, hey, we'll just give you five a year to stay our offensive coordinator. And if you're Greg Roman, maybe you like that. But at some point, don't you say, John? Why am I spending? But again, like, like if you win, does it even oh, matter, guy? Guy, if you're winning, do you worry? But you you worry about it. like that. 
to me, when you start pinching pennies like that. Well, but I, hold on, though. I, isn't that how owners think, though? Why am I spending? I do think once you start winning, sixteen though, million like, when I could be spending six. Yeah, but you're paying John Harbaugh. So no, I know. Just, but I'm just he saying, can't coach like, Lamar Jackson. So it's like, do you want to keep him or not? You can you can nitpick and then don't complain when you're the, seven and nine well, next year. I, I agree. I'm just saying, like I, to me, it wouldn't be crazy after three years of that to go. Wait a second, could I just do this without John and yeah, save ten I mean, million dollars? Well, we'll cross the bridge three years down the road. I'm just saying, in the short term, it'd be worth doing that. Because I think most people's first reaction is like, what are we doing? What are we paying? That's most, most people are cheap, and they don't win in business because they think like that. you got to think. Again, I, I don't love well, but, paying the CEO head coach because that's part of the deal, but I understand Greg Roman's value to my squad. And it's, yeah, it's John, there's no question you should consider doing that if you think he's the only guy that can coach Lamar Jackson. Well, I think you could guess maybe there's others, but it's a risk, right? For it's sure. a huge risk. That's where it's like, John, okay, you help. John, you tell me. I need you to tell me. Is this the only guy that can coach Lamar Jackson? Because part of paying for a CEO type, like a Tomlin or a Harbaugh or a Rivera, is just you pay for what everyone else is yearning for, right? Just consistency, grown man, knows what the fuck he's doing, can hire good coaches. But I need you to be honest with me. Like, yeah. I'm paying you $10 million. I need you to tell me. We, if we need Greg Roman, I need you to be secure enough to tell me that. And I think the Harbaugh brothers love Greg Roman. Yes, we know they do. Yeah. Roman's had a pretty good run with the Harbaugh brothers, has he not? He has. Lunchtime? Promo code lunch. Promo code lunch. Upstart.com slash ham. Later. Mybookie.ag. My bookie. Promo code ham one. Adios. Yep. Peace. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.